Bedford. Absolute Radio. Where real music matters. Good morning, it's Jason Manford on Absolute Radio. Hope you're very well this Sunday morning. Steve Edge is here. Yeah. On the same landmass. On the same landmass. It's been a it's been a while. It's been a while. He's back. He's back in Blighty. It's been, it's been I don't know how long it's been. I think it's been thirteen weeks because I was in Dublin for a bit as well, wasn't I? Yeah. Back from Malta, oh. Gozo. He's absolutely yeah. I finally oh. managed to pronounce it properly. <laughs> now you've left. Yeah, it goes. Now I've left. I'm not a vest guy anymore. I'm a, I'm a gilet guy. <laughs> yes, you'll, you'll have to be. It's, How the, the, uh, it's like a coat vest, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, I guess so, yeah. How did the, the vest thing go, to be honest? Uh, this was a few weeks ago, if you, you were listening. Uh, Steve I mean, decided yeah. he was going to be a, a vest guy from now on. Yeah, so I just, as I said at the time, you know, you get a lot of ridicule for wearing a vest, mm. um, you know, as a, as a main outer garment. Yes. But I styled it out, <laughs> as you have to do with a vest or a hat. Yeah. Made, you know, like I said, I made a song about it, you know, oh. I'm a vest guy. And, I, you know, I, I, I said, look, it's me, I'm a vest guy, just accepts it now. How did the it's song the world go? we live in. We're all tolerant people. I can't remember now, but it was very oh. bright. And it was, mm. it was there purposely to like be the only thing in the room and then you look down and saw the vest so ah, that was you know yeah. that was his intention yeah i actually went yeah. to the gym Smoke the other screen. day as you know i'm a i'm a gym guy you're a gym guy yeah I'm a yoga guy gym guy yeah. upside down hanging guy that's me, that's me tennis guy paddle tennis guy actually mm. that's a new that's a new little sport of what's I've, paddle I've tennis paddle tennis it sounds like like water based but it's not um it's um, it's like this new way of playing tennis uh you it's like tennis and squash combined it's got like a glass outer perimeter uh and you play as yeah. a four and it's huge in spain and uh, and portugal but you can you can't really find yeah. many courts over here there's a couple in wimslow near, near where i live and uh, but it's easier than tennis and a bit more and a bit faster and a bit sort of sweatier but it's great does the ball never go out it, it can go out yeah but you can use the walls so you can sort of blast right. it off the wall and all that which is it's fun. Oh, that sounds good. Yeah, it's good. They're saying in Spain now that like Nadal will be the last great Spanish tennis player because every kid is playing paddle tennis. It's oh, massive. So cool. yeah, can only help, can't it? Yeah. yeah. So it's very good. But uh, yeah, so I'm a paddle tennis guy now, Steve as well. Of but uh, the reason I mention it uh, was because um, I, for the very first time, went to the gym, non-ironically, in a vest. Oh, you're a vest guy now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, I, but there was no irony. I didn't. What's? Can you describe? Describe the vest for me. What does it look like? Is it's it just, white? Is it black? Is it it's got a blue, like a speckled blue vest. Um, blue. Yeah, blue. speckled blue, and uh, it's um, and obviously because I told you I've my like shoulders and my back wax, so I've got like a hairless. No, I mean I've still got my chest, but yeah, I just so you, got that done. So I just, you know, it was nice to. I was like, oh, that's what I look like. It's all right. I was quite happy. You still with got your chest. I've still got a chest of hair. Yes, I can't so you got so you've got a vest on. No, but you got a vest oh, yeah. on. You got bare arms. You got a bare neck. Yeah. Does it look like you've been shoplifting? Because you've got all this underneath. <laughs> like packing it. I'm packing. Yeah. Uh, 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 put no, them no. crisps back. Nothing. That's me hair. <laughs> but you know what? I'm only there for me, Steve. I'm not there for anybody else. Exactly. I'm just there for me, I'm a vest guy. I also noticed you were. Uh, I saw a couple of pictures on uh, on Sally's um, Instagram. Uh, you're a bit of a uh, bit of a caftan guy as well. So, so you wearing I was, a little. I was a caftan guy. Yeah. Yeah. Last year I became a caftan guy. I, I, I wanted one last year. We used to finish last year. We finished filming for the day, and Sally and Sue, the other writer, used to sit there with big wafty dresses on. I said, well, mm. I'm still on these restrained sort of tight shorts and t-shirt. I need to join this gang. So. Yeah. That's why I got the caftan, and uh, I didn't leave uh, the balcony. Obviously, I, I wasn't going to oh, okay. walk around town in it. 
but you know, people who looked up from the swimming pool went, "Oh, I look, thought you looked good. I thought you looked like um, special Harry Styles or something. You know, just like somebody just uh, sort, of, yeah. sort of gender fluid, just like you know. What? I, I know I'm assured of myself. I'm fine. Yeah, I just wear a kaftan. Well, it's better than people think you look like Demis Roussos. Well, you smashed that look, fella. Matters. Nick, our producer, was looking at me a bit confused then, Steve. I'm in the studio in London yeah, um, yeah. when I, we were talking about paddle tennis. Uh, and when I asked him afterwards why he was looking at me so confused, like a, you know, like a dog looks at you when you're on the loo, sort of head to one side. Yeah, like, you do a card on? trick to a dog, yeah. 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 Um, he thought when we were talking about paddle tennis, like, you know, paddle boarding, you know, when you stand on the, like a sort of surfboard yeah, type thing? Yeah. He thought it was that, but with tennis. Oh, that's a good idea. For but how sport, good's that? That's a new sport. Because you could use the paddle that you're rowing with as your, <laughs> as your, as your, your bat. As your racket, sort of yeah. Thing. Your racket, yeah. I, the I danger think of falling might... in. Yeah. Oh, I think he might be onto something there. That'd be pretty good, wouldn't it? Paddle what would tennis. What you call this? Well, you can't call it paddle tennis. No, can't call it waterboarding. <laughs> uh... <laughs> you fancy a quick game of waterboarding? <laughs> Absolutely Nah, no, I've got a... Got some laundry to do and stuff. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's yeah. good. That you know they don't really uh, invent new games anymore, do they? Do you know what I mean? Yeah, like, but they're also there isn't. I don't think there is a game I, I can think of at the top of my head when you're on like a surfboard or a mm. paddleboard or in a canoe. Yeah, there should be a game. Yeah, canoe rugby. You know canoe I mean? rugby. You've got a ball. You've got a ball. Yeah. You've got to keep going down the rapids. You, you have to, <laughs> yeah. You go down the rapids. <laughs> yeah. Try and get the ball out of somebody else's espada. Oh, look at that. I think you're, great. On, you're onto some of that. I just googled uh, top ten new sports. All right. So there are some okay. new ones knocking around. Uh, Rider ball played in a court with a small ball involving throwing, hitting, and a new thing called chesting. Mm. Chesting. chesting. It's like, I don't know is that I mean. new? Is that just using your chest? I mean, it's not a new thing, is it? It's just, you just, yeah, we don't know what chest, we still, if you play football, you're chesting it, aren't you? Yeah. Um, mm, okay. That's right. You wouldn't with your hairy chest, you just deaden it and just drop it at your feet, wouldn't it? Yeah, it's not, it's not over hairy. You've seen me naked, Steve. Just the way you've described, I have, but it's just the way you've described it that you've had to have this other hair removed from your arms. It's, it's it- changed the whole look of the thing now. <laughs> Uh, it's like when you it's like when you try and sort of trim a conifer and you do too much and you go oh it looks weird now doesn't it <laughs> it's like that <laughs> uh, tug ball using a ball with eight ropes attached to a harness okay, right. which surrounds a ball oh, that's better not what you, I was expecting <laughs> no your one will not get in the Olympics uh, no Knuckle racket. I mean, all these sound a little bit euphemism. Some I've got to say. Knuckle. <laughs> yeah. Okay. All right, mate, I think it feels like they've to? invented a new sport just so they could do a pun. Knuckle racket. Uh, just popped up today. Had a quick knuckle racket. Uh, let's. <laughs> <laughs> this lets you punch the ball between the net of the rackets. Uh, they're right over your knuckles, apparently. Uh, 360 ball, a racket and ball sport played on a circular field. Hammer field. Score by hitting a bell with a hammer. Inspired by the movie The Avengers. Okay. What, you throw the hammer really far and hit a bell? Yeah, is that I, what, is that, I, I, I guess so. It's a full contact sport. Well, I'm, I'm looking at a picture of it here with just oh, fellas running through a field with a Thor hammer in the middle. hammers. Um, oh, it was invented in 2012. Dave got inspired by the performance of Thor, which was the beginning of Hammerfield. Uh, the hammer in Hammerfield is based on the, you know, that, that one, the God of Thunder and that. Um, Thor's, yeah. Thor's one, yeah. In Hammerfield, you score by throwing a hammer at the goal or jumping and hitting the goal. The goal is a bell. 
which hangs three metres above the ground. Each team consists of eight players on the field. Uh, of Running these... round with an hammer. <laughs> yeah, this, this can only be invented. Jumping in the air, trying yeah. to smash something. I mean, it sounds very safe. Has that, have they done a risk assessment on hammer ball? <laughs> what I will say is, I don't think there'll be a women's team anytime soon because they don't have a death wish like blokes running just, around a field with a hammer. Too, women too have been like, like, no, no, we're all right, thank you. <laughs> we're fine. Men are just like, how can we make this more dangerous and a bit mental? Uh, the bell's not clinging loud enough. What about if we use axes? Axe ball. <laughs> we swing any axes around. We've got to cling the bell. Really, really clean sound then. Oh, let's go. Let's come on. <laughs> uh, what's, what else have we got? Blow ball. Ten- table tennis. Without paddles, you blow. Okay. Super punt. A one-on-one kicking oh, game. <laughs> Hantis. All you need is four tables and a ball. Our world invented sports. Uh, I don't know what that is. And... Uh, and earthing is a new one as well. A new 21st century sport combining sprint running and swimming. Well, there you go. Okay. Some some new sports to be getting your, your hey, let's teeth get into. Right. I'll, be, I'll, yeah. meet, I'll meet you on a hammer field, Steve. I'll see you there. Jason. Manford. Absolute radio. Where real music matters. Uh, Steve is finally back in Blighty. Finally yeah. back after weeks and weeks uh, filming. 13 weeks filming out in uh, Malta and Gozo. Um, and I imagine, Steve, knowing what it's like in our business, you've come home and to, to your wife and your son, and they've said, mm-hmm. "You know what, Dad? You sit Put there, your feet up, you relax, get your feet you, you up. Were, yeah. Do you want a brew? Do you want me to shall I make dinner?" Yeah. Should... What was interesting is while I was away, things would come up like, "Oh, that light's doing that blinky thing," or "There's a gutter leaking." And I've gone. I went, "Hey, just do a list. Do a list. When I come back, I'll have a look at the list." Meaning, not now. Yeah. <laughs> but, She's yeah. actually she's done a list. She's oh, got I, a list. It's right. three. It's three pages. It's three pages long. <laughs> that's not a list. That's a booklet. Uh, no, it's, it's like a pamphlet, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. You know, I did. I did say I, I like ticking stuff off a list. It means I've done. But I meant like six things on a list. Yeah. I didn't mean. So I've been back uh, two days. I've um, I've taken a tap off a mixer tap in the kitchen that was that was dripping. I fixed all that. <laughs> uh, I've done the guttering outside. I've mowed the lawn, even though it's wet. You're well there, mate. Oh, oh mate. That's... And you know what? It actually is, next week, is actually National Checklist Day. So you could have actually saved it to October oh. the 30th. Okay. Is that when you've got to have it completed by? Because uh, that, that means it gives me a bit of time. Yeah, I, yeah maybe get it done. Oh, I hate a list. I, I, I hate a list of jobs. I like a list. I like ticking them off. I like, and that's that done. Mm. I like to know where I am. I need time to do them. That's yeah. the thing. I'm still doing the skill, running everything else. That's it. It's fitting, fitting these new jobs around what you were already yeah, they, doing. Yeah. And you, if you say stuff like, by the time I've took that off and done that, that's going to take two hours. So there's no point me starting there because I've only got 20 minutes. So there's no... It just looks like, looks like you're lying, basically. That's yeah. what it looks like. I think you, my friend, you needed uh, sit down, tick, feet up, tick, someone make me a brew tick. That's my own list. I have a list of my own here. Yeah, that's what you should have done. You should have counteracted the list with your list. Or just got to the list first and put number minus one, finish Steve's (laughs) list. (laughs) And what's the first? Let's do the list in chronological order. What's the first thing? Finish Steve's list. Oh, let me grab my list. Here it is. (laughs) It's very small. Foot rub. (laughs) Foot rub. No, I've been away 13 weeks. I can't really complain. I've got to, I've just got to crack on. Yeah, you know? I know what you're They've saying. They've been doing everything without me. I just, you know, I'm a, you know me, Steve. I'm a big fan of getting a man in. 
I know you're the man. Yeah. You know, you do these yeah. things, but I'm a, I'm a, I, what I've worked out is there's a fella comes round to us uh, and he's, I think he's about 15 quid an hour or something like that. And it takes yeah. him like three, three hours to do something that would have took me the best part of a week. Yeah. yeah and so efficiency-wise, I just think to myself, mm. right, 45 quid, how much is a week of my time worth? Well, it's more than 45 mm. quid. So thank you, Jeff. <laughs> Jeff, you knock yourself out. Yeah, yeah. there is that. It's, it's just, I don't know. Some of these things, like we went to like a kitchen planner. Yes, we're having a new kitchen front at some Ooh, point. Nice. But this tap's gone, so I've had to I've had to buy like a rubbish tap just to stop this dripping oh, yeah, tap on water tap. hammer every time you flush the toilet. So I'm there talking about new kitchens, and I've got this economy tapping me hand behind my back, going, "Yeah, we're after a stylish kitchen." Uh, yeah, yeah, we got we got, got money to spend. Yeah, we so got I mean, money to spend. I don't want a guy to come in to do that. Can he can he fit the worst tap in the world on there because it's not staying long? Yeah, no, that's different. You know what yeah, I mean? yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, look, good luck to you, mate. You're you're a, you're a hero in my eyes. Thanks, thanks for that, man. I'm a hero guy. From the darkest recesses of the minds of Jason Manford's listeners, queries from the ash. Brian has been in touch. Uh, he says, hi, Jason and Steve. I have a question. I have a growing bald spot, he says. Mm-hmm. Well, you can't have a growing bald spot, can you? That's the opposite. It's like an oxymoron, that. Well, it's, it's stretching out, isn't it? It's like a Started spot as... where nothing grows. Okay. When, or should I, go for a number one shave all over, or even a toupee? I live in Hong Kong where I'm head and shoulders above most people, so it's not visible at mm. all. But I need yeah, to face yeah. reality that it's there. Any advice would be appreciated. Yours, baldingly, Brian. Baldy Brian as well, that's you got to worry about, Baldy haven't Brian. you? Oh, no. The alliteration. Yeah, the nickname. Yeah, Baldy Brian. Brian. Well, I mean, he's just said the most important thing there. A lot of the bald spots, they're at the back, aren't they? Mm. So you never see them, no matter how tall you are. The fact that he is tall, you know, helps. Yeah. I just say, unless somebody can reach up, jump up high enough to slap it, then don't worry about it until that point. Yeah, I agree. Yep. I I think you've just got to ride it out for as long as possible. Um, My uncle, Stephen, who's driving me on tour... He keeps yeah. talking about, oh, you know, I don't know how long I can keep this up for, sort of thing, you know. And, uh, and you're of... in the back of the car, so you've got a prime view of what's what's yeah. worried about. Yeah, and actually, about. I'm looking at it thinking, if it was me, I'd still hold on to what I've got there, because that's actually yeah. not bad. Yeah. Also, his is sort of balding slightly from the front rather than the back. And I think you can yeah. get away with that for a little bit longer when it's sort of, you know, when it's just your sort of, those side bits receding a little bit. I think yeah. you can get away with that for a bit longer. Widow's peak. Yeah. Sort of thing. yeah. Where are you up to with your hair? You know, the widow's peak is more than it was. You know, I've lost a, I've lost a few husbands. Um, <laughs> and the, the back bit, again, I can't see it. So I you know, think I all that bit's all right, about I think, from, from memory. Yeah, I think, I think sometimes it, there's a weird thing. You, you start going grey as well on your sort of, you know, your, your sides. Yeah. So that looks like finer hair. And that's the thickest hair. But it's the same colour as your skin. <laughs> or, yeah. You know, it's light. <laughs> yeah, you need to get people in. So it Look, looks it's like still there. You know what I mean? You're like, that's actually really thick. It's just grey. You know, you want to sort of... But, you know... Yeah. I don't know. Wear a hat. Shave it. If, you, if you've got a face that suits it, we've said this before. That's true. Yeah, give it a go. But, you know, it changes you. You know, if he looks like that, Brian looks like that, and yeah. suddenly he's this bald dude with a little tash. I know. Yeah. I'm I mean, also... like, As you know, I've got a healthy head of hair, Steve. Mm. Um, thankfully, my dad. You're only 41, aren't you? I'm only, only 41, 41. But my dad's like, you know, my dad's 
nearly 70 and he's... My dad had thick thicker. black hair. Yeah. Thick black hair. They say it's from your mum's side as well, don't they? So... Mm, um, yeah, but mm, yeah. but um, the male pattern baldness doesn't really affect the women as much as it does the fellas. No, that doesn't. But they say like your mum's the problem. It's your mum's dad. Mm. I think you're supposed to look at or something like that. Right. I don't know, maybe I've made that up, but I feel like it is. Did he have thick hair? Yeah, I think he did all right. To be honest, he did all right. But mine's all okay, right. Okay. But mine, I'm also at a point where, like, say I got a part in something, and they said, right, can you shave that all off, Jace? This part, this character's bald. I would be like, hmm. Mm, do you know what? It's took me a long time to get this. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm at an it's age like dyeing your hair now. It. It's like dyeing I don't think my hair can take dyeing anymore. <laughs> no. Those days are gone. No. So I think I just, a wig will be fine. But I think yeah. he, he did say a toupee. I think a toupee is probably out, isn't it? No, don't go with a toupee, it's, Brian. You're better than no. that. You don't need that. then again, you know, no one uses it. feels like no one uses a toupee That's anymore. True, yeah. Maybe. Maybe bring it back. You know, like retro, like budgies and wambars. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> Bring it back. <laughs> Bring the toupee back. Yeah, I just think... I, but I get it a lot with... Because, you know, sometimes with TV, you do... You, you know, someone's put a bit of makeup on you. The, I've got a little sort of slight patch on my um, beard that the makeup girl has to sort of colour in. Um, and well, it's uh, gone grey? It's sort of... Yeah, it's just lighter hair than the rest of the beard, so I, I sort of just colour it in mm. so it's not noticeable. Um but um, and then but they grade the the show you know the shows get graded and they they sort of yeah. generally for some reason in general all telly just seems darker than it is in real life yeah and um, and I, the amount of times I get tweets of people saying all right Jake's been on the Grecian I go no I'm not I've actually I've actually I'm actually looking forward to going a bit grey but it's just it's just not happened yet yeah no it's interesting it's isn't it? people yeah, yeah. Yeah. also the bald thing is like one of the last things that you're allowed to. As men, I don't agree with this, but it seems to be one of the last things that you're allowed to take the mickey out of, physically. Yeah, you're not allowed to take a, the mickey yeah. out of anybody's physical appearance that they can't no. help, you know? But you are allowed to go, bolly, bolly! Right, like bolly! Yeah, what's yeah, that you're allowed to, that's st- still allowed, that Why one. is that still allowed? I don't know. Mm, maybe don't we know. need to start that. Well, maybe thicker skin. You can see it, can't you? Because the hair's gone. You can see the skin. Because <laughs> yeah, it's in direct sunlight. I don't know. Yeah, it needs a bit of cream on that. That's the other thing I will say. Like you get Ooh, back yeah. there, so you don't notice it's there, but pop a bit of cream on it. <laughs> hey, guess what they've got in Leicester Square, Steve? Number one Leicester Square, Central London. It's right near the M and M store, which I, which I always think is a weird shop. Right in the centre of Leicester it's Square. Very big, isn't it? Very Massive big. for M and M's. I know. Are they anyone's favourite? Nobody. No, M and M's aren't anybody's favourite. I mean, if you if that was any other small chocolate snack, if there was a Maltesers shop that big, you'd go, "Come on, mate." Yeah. Maltesers. Yeah. Too much. Any any particular. I, I go Cadbury's or Mars or what. You know, when it's like somebody makes yeah, lots like of different ones. A chocolate maker. Yeah, I'd go that. I'd even one... go Hotel Chocolat or something yeah. like that. You know what I mean? But like, I know they've got crispy and peanut. You know, they've got the still. different ones, but still. Also, have you been in? It's it's about seventy percent stairs. There's Is not it? actually that I've many M and M's in there. Seventy percent stairs, twenty percent giant M and M's, and then a you know a couple of packets. I think it's a racket. There's something going on mm. there. Do you know what I mean? Mm. Mafia or something. I don't know. Some like they're trying to they're trying to sort of launder money via uh, oh, M and M's. You know what I mean? I'm not, cu- I'm, not, yeah. I'm not accusing Mars of anything Same. untoward. I'm just saying it's weird that in both Leicester Square and Times Square you've got the biggest biggest shop 
yeah. selling the least yeah, amount of things. Neither of those places can uh, neither of those places can support like a record shop like an HMV or no. a Tower Records anymore like they used to do. No. But now they're like, yeah, yeah, we can have an M&M shop. Yeah. There's yeah, no yeah, way yeah. they're selling enough chocolate to pay the rent for that Something's shop. Something's going on. Summer is going, going on. on. And I'm going to get to the bottom of it, M&Ms. <laughs> Jason Manford investigates. Uh, but number one Leicester Square, I noticed this morning, yeah. is a Greg's, Steve. There's a Greg's. Really? Yes. There's a Greg's opening in Leicester This is my point. They, I understand that they can survive. Yeah. But that's got to be a high rent price, hasn't that's it? That's got to be Leicester big. Square. That's a lot of steak bakes. Um, yeah, Greg's World, though. I was thinking, I was looking at M&M World and Greg's thinking, why haven't they come up with a Greg's World? Because I would actually go yes. there. I'd go to Greg's World. I'd be all right, wouldn't it? Big flora yum yums and steak bakes. Yeah, the, imagine the smells. Just oh, the smell. Around. Vegan sausage rolls. You could have rolls. like a soft play area made out of pastries. You know, look like pastries. Oh, like yeah. A giant steak bake for the kids to bounce on. <laughs> yes, and then they climb could, up yeah. a little sausage roll ladder. Yeah. Yeah, like you like said, twirly down and... <laughs> what are they called? <laughs> the yum, yum, yum. Yeah. yeah, twirly down one of them. I think oh, we need a great world. idea. Greg's world. <laughs> Yeah, they need to start that. But you're right, that that can sustain. Because there was a queue this morning, to be honest, when I got in mm. it for a, a yeah, sausage, sausage bean and cheese melt. Um, what I will say to them is, and I've said it before, I'm a big fan of Greg's, as you well know. Yeah. They need to work out a system where the food is constantly the correct temperature because mm. they can't get it right, yeah. Steve. Even after no, all it's either years, boiling or or, or tepid. Or freeze it. Yeah. yeah, exactly. And there seems to be no... And they look at you like you're mental. When you go and you go, oh, uh, can you check? And they check, they put like their hand inside a pa- one of the paper bags and they like check the temperature mm. of the back of it. And they go, oh, the steak bakes are warm, but they're a bit cold. They go, yes, but if I'm asking this, why don't you check this in advance mm. well, every 20 you minutes? S- you, s- you say that, but I think a lot of people who serve there, they've got this like secret sense and they know where hot they are. Because when they serve me, they go... They're not, um, they're, you know, mm. they won't give you an exact like it's 43 no. degrees, but they will go, you know, fair to middle another heat thing. If, if, if Greg's can afford number one Leicester Square, right, mm. are you telling me there's not a, a somewhere like a, a laboratory, a Greg's laboratory, where someone isn't working on a glass oven that mm. constantly just keeps things at the correct temperature? Are you telling me that's not the an problem invention? With the, the problem with the glass oven that keeps things at the correct temperature is still cooking it a bit, and they were they would say that is the cooked bit, and if we put it under it here and it's going to sit there for half an hour, I mean, it won't sit there for half an hour, and Greg, no, we know that. it's gone. It'll be gone in 10 minutes. Yeah, but so Steve, you, you what I'm saying is, you're talking, you're, you're a layman, Steve. I'm a layman. I'm mm. talking... I've give that's a problem that they need to fix and they've got enough money to do so because they're number one Leicester Square. So Greg's I agree with you. Sort yeah. the temperature thing out. If Mr. Greg is listening, yes. Sort it. Fix it, Greg. Jason Manford on Absolute Radio. Where your music matters. Now I didn't tell you this at the time, Steve, but when I was on holiday over the yeah. summer, um I was I went to Miorca. And uh, one of the things we did on a certain day, we went to, um, we just sort of had nothing to do, milling around, you know, and so Mm. found a water park, but not the main water park, not like the big one. It was like a nearby one, one that you wouldn't necessarily choose to go to, but I only had the little two with me. Uh, kids and I thought they're not going to care as long as there's a few slides in a pool it doesn't really matter Yeah. so it wasn't great it was a bit you know needed a bit of 
a fresh yeah. lick of paint, if you will, and you know that sort of stuff. L- lick of paint, some of the slides joining up, you know. <laughs> yeah, that sort of thing, exactly. So, uh, so anyway, we get there, all fine, you know, get, get in the pool, in and out of the pool. Then at the end of the day, they wanted to go on one last slide, so I said, I said to my wife, right, you take them on that, I'll pack up, you know, get everything yeah. ready. So when they get, you know, when they get back, all the towels are ready and the clothes are out. You know, I, I like that little job at the end of the day. They were off, yeah, yeah. So as we come back, right, there's a family near, near me, right, it's, it's starting to be empty now, there's a family near me, and uh, one of them's got a, I say baby, the baby's probably maybe about 10 months, something like that, but, but right. na- got a nappy on, you know. Yeah. And they all sort of went off, and then I just looked, looked at the floor, Steve, and oh, no. there were, that was, the nappy was on the floor. Just there, just left it. Yeah, and Steve, what had rolled out of the nappy... Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. was that okay? Right, just sat there, right? So, I, I, we didn't speak the same language, but I, I, it's universal that you pick up, yeah, your child's poop. Not a language barrier thing. Yeah. So I said, "Oh, excuse me, excuse me, uh, bo you know, um, el, <laughs> el, el poopo, el poopo." Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Los 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 plopos. <laughs> Terry Terris Los plopos Terris <laughs> so, so she comes back and she's looking at me like I did it. That's like what's funny. Yeah, she's looking like she's looking at me like just like you're proud of it and you're going, Look at it, come over here. I just did that. We've seen that. La plopos, piazza. Mi amo. <laughs> so she walks over, picks up the nappy, uh, yeah, puts that in the bin, and leaves the the the, the el, el plopo. And there was a moment where she was, she was looking right at me, and I was looking right at her, incredulous. Yeah, like yeah, and she was looking at you, incredulous. Yeah, I was like, and we, I didn't say anything, but I was just looking at her, like my eyes were saying. Yeah, but you're going to pick that bit up as well because you've got the thing yeah. that you can pick it up with as well. You're, you're the only person who's qualified to do this right now. Yeah, and it's and it's not disgusting because it's your own child. Because your own child, so we don't mind that. But it's it's dis- like your own dog, isn't it? It's disgusting for the rest yeah, of I'm us. Not touching it. Yeah. And I was like, this is oh, anyway. So we, <laughs> she doesn't, Steve, and that family leaves. Mm, dear. So yeah, so. I'm like, oh, I, I can't leave these people. So you're around. just giving it the full, like, Senor, Senor, la plopos, la piazza. You can't. You're doing all that. This is not a place where you can find a member of staff, Steve. No okay. one's around. All no, right. No one's not around. that guy, anyway. That, they're all 17, aren't they? <laughs> yeah, exactly, yeah. <laughs> so, anyway, I still, I just think, like, do you know what? This is not my problem. This, I'm not going to make this my problem. Somebody will find it later. Yeah. Uh, everyone's leaving, yeah. it's fine. But you just a sense of, you know, civic duty. <laughs> you just can't. So, oh, no. no, I thought to myself, right, I'm going to pack up. And then I, I had some wet wipes anyway, of, you know, mm-hmm. for, for my little ones. So I thought at some point I'll just go over and I'll just have, I'll just have the man up and just, you know, I'll just have to do it mm. myself. So yeah. bit. But before I did that, this fella started walking towards it, or to his family. And uh, oh, no. and I sort of went, I went, no! Like top yeah. of my voice, no, mate! Like, like Brody and Jaws, yeah? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, get out of the water. Um, and a shack. <laughs> anyway, I stopped him, Steve. I'm not kidding you. Like he was all, and he's barefoot as well. Bearing in mind this is a water. Oh, park. barefoot on Los Plopos. Oh no, <laughs> sounds like a film. 
Uh, <laughs> Barefoot in Las Papas. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and uh, anyway, I stopped him. Thankfully, I stopped him. And uh, mm. he went, oh, he was English. He went, oh, thanks, mate. I went, hey, don't worry about it. He went, hey, you Jason Manford? I went, yeah, yeah. He went, well, that has got to be the worst claim to fame I've ever had. That's <laughs> oh, pretty bad, isn't it? Yeah. It's pretty bad, that, isn't it? Jason Manford stopped me standing in baby poo in a water yeah. bath. Uh, yeah. In the end, I, I blocked it off with be- with beds, with some beds. Oh, okay. You put yeah. like a barrier around A little it, barrier yeah. either yeah, side, so so I got away with it in the end. I've got I've noticed I've got this slight weird habit when I'm with celebrities, Steve. And obviously, yeah. you know, in our job, we, you know, you're going to bump into them probably more often than, than most people. Um, yeah, yeah. But obviously, I'm, I'm filming Starstruck at the moment, but I noticed this happened also a couple of years ago, I think, when I was doing something else, Graham Norton or something like that. If I see somebody, like a famous singer or a famous somebody, a musician or whatever, yeah. one of their songs gets stuck in my head. Oh, and you're I, on minute. You try not to want I'm on minute. I'm singing it in front of them. Honestly, I, I did... Oh. Uh, Murder on the Dance Floor in front of Sophie Ellis-Bexter. Like, she caught me. Yeah, she was, like, walking behind me in a corridor. I was like... And I sort of saw... <laughs> <laughs> do, you not, do you not do that thing where you start doing it, realise you're doing it, and then try and change the tune? Like, go... <laughs> yeah. Just change the tune. Yeah. But, yeah do, do that. but did it yesterday, Ronan, Ronan Keating, yesterday, uh, day before yesterday... Also with the Ronan thing, I was doing his voice. Like you know, you. Yeah. Like and he's like yeah. literally stood next to you in the yeah. queue. Sorry, mate. Sorry, mate. Sorry, I'm pal. I don't know what. Sir. I don't know what. <laughs> when you say nothing at all, like sorry, yeah. Ronan. So I didn't mean this. Sorry, mate. Um. So I've done him, and then last night, the worst one. Last mm. night, I finally met Shania Twain. Oh, yeah, she's on the new series, isn't she? She's nice. Right. She's... You didn't go, that don't the movie. <laughs> yeah, Did you? I like Vic Reeves. <laughs> Club singer. Man, I feel like a woman. Like... <laughs> Every time she says anything. <laughs> Let's go, girls. Yeah, yeah. honestly, it's really... It's, it's a bad habit, that. It's a it really is. bad habit. Uh, Louise right. Amanda says, I was on my way back to Ireland from the UK just after surgery, so I had silly flight socks. So I felt like I had to explain to everyone that looked at me. I've done that before. You know, you've got something that you feel like I'm just. Gonna, I'm not a person who does this normally. Yeah, no, yeah, these it's are the reason. normal. Like, yeah. Uh, well, she was explaining to people why she had knee-high socks on with a summer dress, uh, and looked off my head, drugged up with painkillers. Started chatting to this guy behind me as I thought he looked familiar, telling him my life story as we walked from aircraft to security. Then I was like, "Where do I know you from?" And he smiled. I was like, I definitely know you from somewhere being a familiar face, until he finally told me he was Jason Manford. I do actually remember that woman <laughs> on the way back from... Oh, really? Yeah, I was, I was on the way back it? from on Portugal. And uh, to be honest, I was worried about her because she, she looked like she... Yeah, she looked like she'd gone over the top on, um, you know, on the duty-free or something, but then I realised, <laughs> yeah. oh, OK, this yeah. is medical. This is medical. Yeah. So I was just... I was helping her out uh, more than anything. But she was all right. I mean, she seems mortified by that, but I, I don't... Remember particularly walking away thinking, oh, she was nuts. Weirdo. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Lucy Brown says, My dad overturned his electric wheelchair. Don't ask, he was fine. Just off a path near where he lives in Torbay. I went to get some help. The next people walking by were the crankies. Oh, you wouldn't ask for help of the crankies, would you? That would make matters worse, wouldn't it? <laughs> well, I don't think Jeanette Cranky's going to be able to lift an electric wheelchair. 
No, but I just feel like they'd make a skit out of it. Oh, I got you. Oh, you your fandabidoos. It'd all go wrong, wouldn't it? Fandabidoosy. Next thing you know, it's get, yeah. It's not fandabidoosy. I've hurt my head. I can't get off. <laughs> I think I banged my head on the drain. Please help me out. Oh, I'm sure you. Oh, you come in, give me that. Oh, hours. Imagine watching it. Imagine coming out the shop opposite and seeing that and going. You throw that, that thing when you throw the drink over your shoulder. You take a flask of drink out yeah, your well, pocket you em- and just throw it away. You empty, empty the, the gin down the, down the drain. Yeah. Oh, I've too, oh, I've drank too much. <laughs> Sean Lever says, I checked into Butlin's Perfelli in 1993. I've been there. And as we were waiting in the queue, Jim Bowen came out of the manager's office shouting, well, if you're not blimmin' bothered, then I'm not blimmin' bothered either, and stormed off. Oh, I'd like to know what was going on in that manager's office, wouldn't you? Yeah, what's gone on there? What did he say? He said, if you're not he bothered, said, I'm not bothered. If you're not blimmin' bothered, I'm not blimmin' bothered either. It's, it's something to do with the board not turning round at the end oh, or lack of, lack of bendy bullies. I wonder if he had his BFH. I wonder what, yeah, yeah maybe that's what it was. Maybe they didn't not. have the BFH. Or they just went, listen, we haven't got any dartboards. We have got an archery set. What? Gone, you can't do without... Oh, do you know what? If you're not blimmin' bothered, and I'm not blimmin' bothered. That's <laughs> not great, happened. not smashing, not super. <laughs> not super, none of those none things. None of those things. Wow, that's good. Um, what about this one? Vicky Kelly, I spoke to Brad Pitt to say so sorry as my seven-year-old almost sent him flying as he ran straight in front of him getting off a pirate ship at Legoland in Windsor. What? <laughs> Brad Pitt was Brad at Legoland, Pitt was at in, Legoland Windsor. in Windsor. <laughs> no. That's, that's, the bit I don't, that's the bit I don't get. I'm not having that. I'm going to Google that. I mean, that, it is good. Was... Don't get me wrong. Legoland is good. It is good. But I mean, but I'm going to Google that. As was Brad Pitt seen at Legoland in Windsor? Uh, I don't even know if he's got kids of, of an age that would oh, go to Legoland. Steve, this makes what? it even worse as well. Not to be. A, what? What? I don't want to be a gossip guy. Okay. Go on, be a gossip. Come on, gossip. Never before seen pictures show Brad and Angelina having a furious row during day out at Legoland Windsor. Oh. See, that's about the cues, isn't that, it? That's because sometimes <laughs> you've got the live queuing thing on the phone on the app, and it yeah. says forty minutes to that one. So you go there, and then everyone's got the app. So everyone goes, "I'm not doing forty minutes." It suddenly drops down to twenty minutes, and she'd have gone, "I told you to wait," because everyone goes to the other thing because it says on the app it's forty minutes. We should have just waited here. We could have gone underwater adventure. <laughs> yeah. That's what the row's about. And then this seven-year-old kid just run into him. Yeah, oh, hour. Him over. And the cheese comes. Sorry, love. Sorry, I don't. Oh, that's, that's ex- going on. That's exactly. Paparazzi's dressed as the paparazzi's look like Lego. They've got massive Lego heads and big Lego cameras, so it just looks like part of the show. But they're not. They're real paparazzi. Unbelievable. Oh, wow. Day out in Windsor. We're talking this morning about uh, celeb encounters, but not the good ones. No, no, the bad ones. The bad ones. Do you know what I mean? We've had some good ones there. That Brad Pitt one was good, wasn't it? Mm, yeah, like and that. backed up with uh, photo evidence. I can't actually stop looking at how... Because it, it, on the thing it says, stern-faced Angelina Jolie and Brad Pitt at Legoland. And I'm thinking, that's just all parents at all theme parks, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Just yeah. looking at the queues like, oh, gosh. Why haven't they got two Lego trains? That's what they're saying. I've actually seen two of these. <laughs> I've actually invented something, Steve, um, yeah. that uh, might help these situations in theme Go parks and, and the like. I invented it this uh, summer uh, when I was queuing up for various things, water parks, passport yeah. control, that sort of thing. Um, it's called, right, mm. the queue, right? And, but I've spelt it C-U-E, right? 
Okay, like a snooker cue. Yeah, but also like when you cue something up. Yeah, okay, yeah. 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 So, get this. It's a little app, and in your theme park stuff like that, you've got big screens and stuff like that along the way, haven't you, sometimes? Welcome to Nemesis, or whatever, you've got all that, right? Mm. Yeah. Steve, this is karaoke in the queue. Okay. Right, oh, so, okay. so it's on your phone. It's on your phone, and you select, right, I want a Bohemian Rhapsody by Queen, and you vote for it. And the more people who vote for a particular song, that goes up the, the, the queue, yeah. and then that plays it. And then the words can either be on your phone and also on the screen, and everybody in the queue just gets together singing whatever it is, whatever the song that pops up. I don't think that's going to make queuing <laughs> any quicker. I think it'll be great. Right, and now everyone's singing, great! <laughs> yeah, obviously miserable sods <laughs> like you are not going to enjoy it, but people who are having fun at um, theme parks... You're thinking everybody who goes to a theme park's in their sort of mid-30s and early 40s. Kids no. are going to be like, what song's this? No, you'd have to, you, sing, yeah, you'd put, have to sing the songs, you'd have to be all like, you know... Ariana Grande will come and on and all that. That'd be, yeah, the kids, the parents aren't going to know some of these. Mate, let me tell you, I've got one. 13-year-old girls and I know every word to every one of those songs. <laughs> I'm telling you. Oh, what are you being so... a dragon for? What are you trying to pull holes in this for? <laughs> this is a good idea, Steve. Right, well, we'll see. Look, I don't know. I don't know. I just can't see this working. So, you know. Oh, no. Metro, metro man. You're just queuing up for the big one. I want to be a metro man. You know what I mean? Just and, and You'd also, have to have a sort of no repeat thing going on. Because you're yeah. like, oh, it's buying me a rhapsody again. Yeah, no repeat. We've been in this queue... For 45 minutes, we've sang, I will get back up again, three times. Unbelievable. Yeah, Girl is on fire, somebody will in a minute. Right. I'll tell you that. I'll tell you that. So you've got no repeat, but also you've got people around you. It's it's democracy. So more, the more people voting for a song, that song mm. then pops up. Yeah, no, it's democracy. Maybe they could give everyone headphones so it's like a silent disco and you, can, you can't hear them if you don't want to. No, you're costing too much money, Steve. This is a free app. Mm. I'm telling you. you got the rights to the songs, didn't you? You've got to get the rights to the songs. Yeah, that's easy enough. They've got all these things. This mm. is fine. That's easy enough. You just, you know, you get a little deal with Spotify. I'll sell it to Spotify. Okay. All there right. you go. The Q. The Q. C-U-E, though. I have to say that in all the interviews. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The cue, C U E, yeah. Like you know, you know when you're waiting for a bit of music to start, <laughs> or what I did, like a snooker cue. Yeah, but forget that, forget that, <laughs> forget, forget the first one you've said. Right, the I'm, second one. I'm going on, I'm going on Celebrity Dragons Den, and you, yeah. my friend. What, when you're looking, when you're looking up at me in my castle, thinking, how's he bought yeah. that? That's the castle cue bought. Well, that's, that'll be the that that castle will be the Alton Towers castle, won't it? It'll be that one. I'll buy that. That's exactly what I'm going to do. I'll tell you, I'm onto something there. House made a Lego. Kim O'Toole tells us her rubbish celeb encounter. I was in Knightsbridge and walked past two people with rather large hair. When I was well past, I asked my friend if she thought they went to the dog groomers for a matching trim of their poodle perms. My friend told me not to turn around as they were right behind us. That's like, oh. that's like, like our little game, isn't it? Oh, oh he's oh, behind me. He's behind me. Still there. So I obviously turned around to see those sporting hair who were sniggering at my utter embarrassment, Brian May and Anita Dobson. We spent oh, the next yes. hour dodging them in Harrods. They have got They have got very hair. similar hair, though, haven't yeah, they? Yeah, they have actually, very thinking about hair. it. Yeah, yeah, it's funny, that. Mm. You can say Jeff Lynn and John McEnroe. <laughs> you know. <laughs> 
James Thompson says, I was 10, I'm now 49. My grandparents had taken me... This is another Harrods story. Uh, had taken me to Harrods in London. I got lost and sat down on a bed in the bed department. An immaculately dressed petite woman came and sat next to me and chatted till my grandparents found me. It was Joan Collins. Oh, look at that. Oh, that's, that's a good nice story. story. Lovely story. We yeah, only nice. want that if Joan Collins then, like, fell asleep next year or... You tripped yeah. her up and she banged the knee. You're like, this is what we're after. We're after the terrible ones. We're after the muck, aren't we? We're after the dirt. We don't, we don't want, you don't want, you know, nice stuff. We want something bad happening. Exactly. Anne-Marie Coogan says, I broke Ricky Hatton's mother's leg. Now we're back. Oh, hang on. And we're in the room again. We're What's back. happened? She was six years old and lived in the same street. My dad oh. made me a bogey. What's what? a bogey? A bogey. I don't know. What, is that like a little go-kart? little bogey go-kart, um, and she wanted to go on it, so I gave her a push, but she couldn't guide it and smacked into a garden wall. I've been expecting Ricky to knock on my door for years. Well, I mean, it's a little, I mean yeah. I yeah. What's a bogey? I think. I don't know what a bogey is. Well, I know what, you know, the obvious one, but I don't know. I, th- <laughs> I don't think it's that. I mean, it's it's like Gorton or somewhere, isn't it? It's, it's obviously some sort of Manchester. Oh, place, yeah. Isn't it? Uh, oh, yeah, it's like a little... It's like a little car thing, yeah. It's like a little. How oh, is it a bogey? Like oh, a little okay. with with uh, with wheels on, yeah. There you go, kids' bogey. Yeah, it looks pretty dangerous. To be fair, I'm looking at a little, an old-fashioned bogey cart, and you think, yeah. and I'm looking at two kids sat on one, thinking. And Ricky Atten stood over it, saying, <laughs> "One day I'll get revenge for the person who broke my mum's leg." <laughs> Tia Fitzpatrick says, "My friend and I were at a local country pub years ago, sitting at a table just up from the door." when someone was fumbling with the old door latch trying to get in. All of a sudden, the door burst open and in comes Rod Hull. Oh. Instantly. Weirdly, I knew you were going to say Rod Hull. No. I don't know how. Because it was just somebody at the door, isn't it? Somebody at the door. Somebody in my head went to that, yeah. That's what what these guys did, started singing Somebody at the Door. Was he on his own? He danced in all the way to the bar, to be fair to him. (laughs) Yeah, good. Quite like that about him. Weirdly, I was talking about... uh, I'm doing a new podcast um, where I'm talking to sort of old comics uh, and uh, heritage comics. And uh, Rod Hull came up in conversation recently. And mm. I was talking to them. And I was saying, when I was a kid, I did not think Rod Hull was funny. Like, I just was like, that's not for me, that emu thing. Mm. Well, I just yeah. didn't get it, you know? Yeah. Recently, I've been looking at old clips of stuff from back in the day. I tell you what, whether the funniness is not necessarily important. Firstly, his physical dexterity is incredible. There's a, if you have a look, if you Google Rod Hull in a supermarket, right? Oh, I've seen that Have you one, seen yeah. it? Yeah. Where he yeah, throws in himself freezer. into the freezer? Yeah. How does yeah. he do that? I don't know. It's incredible. It's, it, it, it looks like the bird did it. Yeah. I think that's what I always thought. I didn't think he was that funny, but I did think the bird was funny. <laughs> I thought he needs to ditch him. Go on your own. <laughs> Go on your own. Have you also seen the one where he's on Johnny Carson? Have I sent you that? I don't know. Oh, Maybe I thought I, I must have sent it, yeah. It's Rod Hull on Johnny Carson. What he's doing over there, I do not know. Has he got a no. Vegas run? I'm not sure. But he's there, and in the information underneath it says, the producers of the show said to Rod before he went on, right, when you go out there, look, the audience don't know you over here. Johnny doesn't really know you, but he will not get involved with the bird. So do not... <laughs> Do what you do. I mean, with it's Parkinson. a red rag, isn't it? <laughs> I mean, it's a, what it's a red say- rag. Why are you saying that to Roddle? <laughs> yeah. Right. Okay. Yeah. 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 So mm. Gotcha. 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 Mm-hmm. Gotcha. Mm-hmm. Gotcha. Do not do what you just told me not to do. All right. <laughs> okay. Let's do it. Definitely going to do it. 
<laughs> and he's literally, and you're watching it, and he's going, yeah, you can stroke him. And Johnny's like, are you sure? Are you sure that's okay? He's like, yeah, he's fine. He's soft. I'm like, don't stroke yeah. it, Johnny. Jo- Johnny's thinking of the producers have had a word, so I know he's got to yeah. He won't do the same thing he did to Wogan and Parkinson. It'd be fine. And everybody. <laughs> everybody. The funniest thing is, he, so obviously he attacks Johnny Carson, and that, <laughs> that becomes chaos. The other guest is Richard Pryor. Who Richard he take- Pryor, yeah, I have seen that. Yeah, I have seen this. He takes over the back the back sofa. <laughs> oh, honestly, it is hilarious. And when you think that, obviously we saw him on shows and we knew who he was and who the bird was and what he did, that audience had no idea. <laughs> they must have thought, what is going on? This what mad this? British guy with a bird on his arm. Oh, it's a classic. It's absolutely brilliant. Uh, nothing beats the, um, the the Billy Connolly line, though, does it? Yeah. What is it? I'll break his beak in your arm. Yeah. <laughs> if that bird comes near me, I'll break his neck in your arm. Yeah. <laughs> uh, right. Uh, we've got Jeanette Entwistle, who says, My mother told me that when her and my dad were young, Bobby Ball flirted with her in a working men's club in Manchester. That's my dad nice. apparently warned him off. One night in Lytham St Anne's, I met Bobby and told him the story. I then asked if he was my dad. He found it very funny. I'm sure he did. <laughs> that wasn't me. I was joking, Tommy. Yeah. Look at it. <laughs> Linda Morris says, 41 years ago, Spike Milligan held the door open for me and proceeded to lecture me on overcrowding the planet. Wow. I was six months pregnant well, at the, the time. I get the door myself. Oh, right. I get the door myself next time, Spike. Come on, mate. <laughs> Thought you were funny. Yeah. Gareth yeah. Uh, says, uh, I bumped into Adam Ant during an interval of Love Never Dies. The musical, and as I shook his hand, I bent over and kissed it, <laughs> telling him... <laughs> well, he's Prince Charming. Yeah, I guess so. <laughs> telling him I waited my whole life for that moment. His hand, his whole face was right there. <laughs> That's yeah. a weird thing to do. To kiss Adamant's hand? Mm, I would say I mean, so. You know, but then maybe he's a fan you are. I mean, yeah, yeah. I guess so. Uh, Lindsay Toome says, Ray Quinn told me it was none of my business when I asked him where he was jetting off to. <laughs> oh, Ray Quinn's turn. Wow. None of your business. All right, Ray. Uh, I was only being polite, making conversation while serving him in W. A. Smith at the airport. I didn't actually care where he was going. No, it's just conversation, isn't it? Yeah. How funny is that? Imagine you coming up to W. A. Smith and they go, "Are you way off too? None of your business, yeah. love." Yeah, I mean, and, and obviously she works in that airport, so she's asked that question a lot of times. Yeah, she could and also that's the just first look- time anyone said ever said none yeah. of your business. She could also just look at your um, your boarding pass because you got to give a yeah, man. Exactly. Yeah, it's on there, isn't it? Yeah. Kate yeah, Bowden. That's what she should have done. That's what she should have done. Uh, Kate Bowden says, I met Craig Phillips, big brother winner, and he was much smaller oh, yeah. than I thought. So I tapped his head and said, Oh, all right, you little. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you you can't, she said he wasn't impressed. You can't do that. That's not that's not a nice thing to do, Kate. You can't no, do that. No. But people react weird when they see famous people. I think that's what it is. They panic slightly, I think. Yeah, yeah. That's probably what it is. Um, how taller than people expect. I get that. I get that yeah. all the time. Yeah. I don't know what it is about people's tellies, but I must look dumpy or something. I'm like, I'm six foot, but I just mm. have this weird... I don't know, maybe I'm sat down a lot. I don't know what's the reason. I don't know what it, I don't know what it is. Mm. Weird. Uh, Donna Spring says, My daughter bent over to look at the bottom shelf in our local boot store and almost knocked over Richard Maidley with a bum. Mm. Easy well, done. Easy sliding done. doors, isn't it? Exactly. If only. <laughs> if only, yeah. <laughs> Saved him some bother. Yeah. Uh, Deborah Franklin says, Dustin Hoffman was sitting behind me in the theatre. That's a big one, isn't it? And he's only yeah, little as well. Big... Yeah. Excuse me, ma'am, can you... Put it your head. <laughs> yeah. Captain Patrick. 
I noticed it when I stood up to take my jacket off. My head wrestled with itself, but I then held on my on, out my hand and introduced myself. Then my brother turned around and did the same. My brother's wife, who is Canadian and has enjoyed quite a few glasses of wine, then exclaimed, oh, dear Lord, it's Robert De Niro. Needless oh. to say, Dustin left before the interval. I bet he <laughs> <laughs> I know what happens in the end anyway, so I'm up. That's weird, isn't it? That's like when I met Al Pacino. Uh, yeah. What in, did you do? Did you say I didn't know it was him, did I? Hoffman. I didn't know it was him. I um I was walking through uh London. I'm sure I've told you this before. I was walking through London. It was like a Sunday. In fact, we'd done the show. Mm. So or maybe I was yeah, I was on the way back from the show. So it was like, you know, 11 something like that. Yeah. And uh I'm walking through London and it was a time where I wasn't used to sort of being in the center of London. So I just uh, asked him. I just, I just saw this old guy, and I was like, "Oh, excuse me. Do you know where such this?" He went, "Yeah, yeah, it's, 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 it's over there." Go to take a left. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, uh, it's up there on the left. And um, I just walked, and it was, and I was about, I reckon, five minutes away before I went. Al Pacino, and he knew London better than you. <laughs> he knew London better than me. That's how northern I am. <laughs> I well, on Broad Scar- Street. <laughs> I just had a Scarface. <laughs> yeah. Uh, we've got Kate on the line, actually, who has uh, one of these uh, late... I feel a bit harsh saying lame claims to fame if it is a good one, though, but so let's find out. Kate, how are you? I'm good, thanks. Are you? I'm very well, thanks. Where are you from? <laughs> I'm from New Mills, just ah. outside Stockport. Yeah, not too far from me, that. Uh, yeah. So, tell us what your claim to fame is. So, um, sometime about late 80s, I think it was, I was my aunt's, or one of my aunt's bridesmaids. Yeah. And um, being about eight, nine years old, very happy to be sort of staying up later than normal. And her oh, wedding yeah, band was on. So I'm in my bridesmaid dress, sat on the stage, bare feet. And Curly Watts from Coronation Street was one of the guitarists oh. in the band. And he said that my feet smell and I'd never <laughs> been happier. <laughs> I would add, I don't think they did smell, but and he wasn't that close. But anyway, so yeah, no, that's my claim. No, I'm sure me. they wouldn't. And so, so you're on, how old were you then at the time? Um, I think I was about eight. Eight years old. Curly Watts on lead guitar at your wedding band. What a random... I didn't even know he could play guitar. I didn't know he was in a band. I think he was in a band with Johnny Marr at the Smiths the year before he was in the Smiths, I think. Really? Yeah. Kevin Kennedy. I'm not sure if Johnny Marr was there. (laughs) No, you'd have remembered. (laughs) You wouldn't be talking about Kevin Kennedy. (laughs) Yeah, it wouldn't be in the lame claim to fame either, would it? (laughs) Imagine. If he was. <laughs> That's brilliant. Kate, thanks so much for getting in touch. No worries. Thank you. See you soon. Bye. Take bye. Care. Bye. Curly Watts on lead guitar, though, eh? Wow. And on guitar, Curly Watts. <laughs> Hiya. <laughs> I love that. That's brilliant. That's brilliant. Um, I, I only sort of, um, I sort of know Kevin a little bit, um, just from the Man City connection. Mm, um, yeah. And every so often, like if Man City get beat, um, we end up in the same like Twitter thing of you know when people list loads of yeah your same, boys took one hell of a yeah, beating so it's like me yeah. like it was like Jason Manford yeah. Kevin Kennedy yeah. Yeah. it's just like Eddie Lodge Rick Wakeman <laughs> your boys took one hell of a beating <laughs> Nick Leeson that's another one that comes up a lot yeah yeah <laughs> uh, Maria says my dog sniffed Jasper Carrot coming out of an Indian takeaway 1993 okay that's pretty good <laughs> that is pretty lame isn't it that's good really lame this is what we want Paul Burns I once asked John Bon Jovi where the Madonna calendars were in Times Square Virgin Megastore thinking he worked there 
Love that. Uh, Joseph Cloutzer uh, says, Billy Connolly was making a film called The Debt Collector in South Queensferry next to Edinburgh. When I was a kid, he came and said hi to all of us. He then went to his massive caravan. My big brother appeared and dared me to bang on his caravan, so I did. No answer. Then about four police cars turned up in minutes. Then Big Billy came out and said, if I do that again, he'll keep my bony wee backside. That's a good one. That's a good one. I like that. I've got a, I've got a similar one from three weeks ago. Four right. weeks ago? Go on. In, well, he, he used to have a place in uh, Sanat in, in Gozo. Oh, right. And I saw him coming out of an Indian restaurant about, about three weeks ago. So he was there. Oh, Sir Billy. He was over there, yeah. He'd Did come, you say hello? To, must be a good curry. It was with Robin Asquith, so he said hello, yeah. Ah, fair enough. Did Our you old get, mates. Did you get a little chat? No, we just left him, you know, he left was doing his thing. We left him to do his thing. We'd come all the way back for this Indian restaurant, and I thought, well, it's not that good. It's all right. Yeah. But, you know. <laughs> Maybe he gets like, ah, Mr. Connolly, like, and there's an actual, like... Yeah, secret. Black secret, secret one, uh, yeah, he gets menu, a special yeah. one, yeah. Liam Gardner says, I'm told I shaved Jason Statham's eyebrows off at a party in Sheffield in the 90s. He was training with the divers at the pool I worked at as a lifeguard. We all went to a house party. He fell asleep on the sofa. I remember I remember shaving someone's eyebrows off, mm-hmm. but I only found out a couple of years ago it was Jason Statham. Jason Statham. Sorry, Jace. Yeah, I mean he's, he's a... from Derby, and he's he from Derby. I think he's is from he? Derby, so it makes sense that he'd be out a night out in Sheffield. Yeah, just shave my eyebrows off. He's going to become. He's going to come looking for you. I'm going to do the full name, Liam Garden, and it's spelled G A R D I N E E R. Have you got his address? Just so Jason just doesn't say, but okay. at least he can. He can. He'll be just able to track. Hang him around there. Sheffield. Just you'll find him. You'll find him. Hit me with your best fact. Fire away. That's right, hit me with your best facts. And thanks to our friends at Disney Plus, we have a Jason Manford Show mug to be won. If you can wow us with your amazing facts, we're looking for that fact that that really knocks our socks off, but that makes us want to Google it a little bit more. Mm, want to know a little bit more information. That's what yep. we're after. That's what we're after. Uh, Stacey Bourne, now this is a good one. This also falls into our other parameter, which is if we can slip it into conversation. Mm, yeah. That's what we okay. want. I might, I might say this next one when, when I'm filming Starstruck next week, because okay, I'm sat, I'm sat okay. next to her. Canadian astronauts use Shania Twain songs as alarm clocks when they're in space. Really? So all songs or just a specific song? Doesn't say. Doesn't say really, but that's what she's done there, Stacey. She's made us want to Google it a little bit. I want to know more. I don't know much about the Canadian space programme generally. No. No, it's not a a country that you associate, is it? it? No. Mm, Good one, that. I I, I imagine when that alarm clock, that doesn't impress them much. Yeah, <laughs> she must know as well. She must know. I'm going to bring it up next week when we do uh, when we do Starstruck. Uh, Joe says, "Did you know that if you shrunk Earth to the same size as a pool ball, oh, Earth, would, oh, no. <laughs> Earth would feel smoother than a pool ball?" Hmm? What? Okay. <laughs> what are you on about it can't do. What about all because the? What? Because it's so area, small, though, isn't it? Yeah, oh, I see. Yeah. So it, it feels. So if you're telling me if you made a, a pool ball bigger, you'd feel all bumps and grooves on it. And... Yeah, probably would, wouldn't you? Yeah, because you can't mm. make anything that fine, can you? I mean, imagine trying to, like a bit of sandpaper around the earth. It's one of them, isn't it? You can How just, long would that take? It feels like one of those things that you can just, how can you ever know that? I don't know if that's going to be on BBC Bite Size, so I don't think we'll ever get a <laughs> no if Definitive that's true. answer, yeah. Yeah, really. Uh, Vince says, in Japan, there are over 200 different flavours of Kit Kat. What? 200? 200? Well, why have they not got an M&M store? They need a Kit, Kit Kat, Kat store. Yeah. In Tokyo Square. 
I bet there is one. I bet there is one. I bet there is one. I definitely go. I can't even think of two hundred flavors. Yeah, because I've that's seen what... there's like a sort of matcha tea one. I've seen there's one like a mm. wasabi one. I think I've seen that one, but so they must have come from that that You'd sort of area. Expect so, yeah. They? You think so? Oh, he's done well there, Vince, because he's making me want to Google it. I want to know more. Scott says a study at the University of Westminster in the UK has determined that watching horror movies can burn up to two hundred calories, the same as a half hour walk. Really? <laughs> I can believe it. Yeah, I guess you it gets your heart going, I'm going to watch it? Chainsaw Massacre. Yeah, right. I've done my exercise for the day. I watched all of Friday the 13th. <laughs> uh, 300 calories for uh, laughing for two hours. I know that from from doing the stand-up. Uh, that, mm. that was a little fat that popped around a while ago. What is that, 300 calories? Yeah, for two hours of laughter. Mm, depends who you're watching though, doesn't it? It does, and also <laughs> it, it would be two hours of constant laughing, including the interval, yeah. which I think would make you look bonkers. Yeah, you stood at the bar. If you went to see some, imagine if you went to see someone and you put on weight, you'd be like, oh, "It wasn't a great night." How good was the show last night? Well, check, check your fit. Three stone. Put on half a stone. Fit. <laughs> <laughs> I well, did eighty calories, and I, and I walked out for the interval. <laughs> the most calories I burnt was walking out. <laughs> yeah. Well, they all count, don't they? Yeah. They all count. <laughs> right. Let's do a let's do a quick winner on this one, Steve. What do you think? Okay. Well, I mean, it's straight away. I mean, it's, it's the Kit Kat one. Kit I want to know more. I'm on to Google Kat it as well. Me. Yeah. I'm going to give you that, Vince. So, Vince Cottom uh, says in Japan, there are over 200 different flavours of Kit Kats. A Jason Manford Show mug is winging its way to you. And if you want to join in on future shows, all you've got to do is email me, jason at absoluteradio.co.uk. Sunday mornings, 8 till 11. Matters. Thanks for joining us this morning here on Absolute Radio. Uh, Steve, what have you got uh, planned this week? Obviously, day off tomorrow for the Queen's funeral. And then, have you got other just things happening for the rest of the week? I've just been doing more chores, I think. See what yeah. else I've got to do. I've probably got to sweep the chimney at some point. Sweep find a little Victorian chimney. child, or it'll probably be me. Yeah. Uh, no, I haven't got to, we haven't got no. to the chimney. So oh, I'm just right, trying good. to work out. There'll be, there'll be something I've got to do. There'll be something. There's always something. There's always mm. something. Uh, what have I got? I am. Uh, obviously, I've got a day of tomorrow, um, and then straight back into Starstruck. I think for the for the remainder uh, of the yeah. week, um, and then I'm not touring till I think I've got like Isle of Man on the 23rd of September, and and then I'm in Sheffield. I'm filming the DVD actually in Sheffield on the 28th uh, before Blackpool, Derby, and Liverpool Arena. So uh, so if you want to know details for those shows, you can just go on the website, Jason Manford. Dot com. Have a lovely Sunday and we'll see you same time next week here on Absolute Radio.